You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Matt and I'll be your host today. Uh, joined with me in the studio, as always, is Ken, Jeff, and Neil. How are you doing today, fellas? Uh, pretty good. Doing all right. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Rainy rainy day, but, you know, we're, we were watching some French Open finals, mm-hmm. looking at uh, Rafael Nadal's uh, hamstrings. and <laughs> How are those hamstrings? They're really tan and very muscular. Yeah. It was mostly Neil just interrupting with YouTube videos of uh, ball fetchers getting hurt. So yes, yeah, there was a, a ball boy uh, during the French Open. Yes, he slams into the wall yes. and then like pretends like nothing happened. <laughs> Face first, consummate was professional. The ball boy Dutch. <laughs> it's all about professionalism. Uh, Kramer will always be the best ball boy for for talking. <laughs> so, um, joining us today is actually going to be one of our uh, patrons, uh, one of earliest the, patrons, mm-hmm, our, one of our cruiserweight champions. Uh, it's going to be Asha Youssef. How are you doing today, Asha? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing great. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? We know you're in uh, Louisville, and uh, we talked a little bit before the recording about Limp Biscuit uh, with, with Ken, but uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, my name is Asha. I live in Louisville. Um, I work for the Presbyterian Church headquarters, and... That's all the interesting things I can think of. <laughs> um, None of it's really that interesting. That's like twice as long as the list I have written for myself. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Luckily, we just say we're on the show, and that's pretty much all you need to know about us. Uh, if you could sell this for us, is it Louisville, Louisville, Louisville? Mm-hmm. I've heard all and been chastised for saying it every different way. Louisville is fine. Louisville is fine. Louisville, if you're a Presbyterian. Louisville, if you're Episcopalian. <laughs> I'm not actually Presbyterian, but that's another story for, you know, uh-huh. another time. That's, that's well, that outsider perspective, though. That's why you're, you're so good at your job. There you go. <laughs> Is that the real cause of the schism? Yeah. And I'm a Pescatarian. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like me working at a coffee shop and only drinking decaf. There you go. So before we get started today, I did want to talk a little bit about um, our reviews. We're actually up to 65 reviews on iTunes. So thanks, Baby. thanks to everyone. 65 million years in the making. Yeah, that's okay. That's just the Jurassic Park tagline. Yeah, I'm aware. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm bad at that. All right. So we are up to 65. Uh, so thanks to everybody who's written one. Uh, we've got actually quite a few in the last couple weeks. 
Um, and everybody who had won a prize has gotten those shipped out. So I hope you guys are enjoying those. Um, we'd like to do that again. So once we get up to 150, we'll be picking another five people to be winning one of these random prizes. Yeah, we're about halfway there. So if we can just double what we've got currently, we should be in good shape. Yeah, we're toying with the idea of once we hit 500, one of the prizes will be uh, Jeff will go to the city that you live in and you can take him to work and he'll just uh, tell all your coworkers they're wrong. Yeah. Take a Jeff to work day. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't cost prohibitive, I would do that for free. (laughs) All right. Well, today's game is going to be Jeff and Neil versus Ken and Asha. Um, Do we got any team names for you guys today? Well, I think uh, in honor of CM Punk, who probably fought his second and final UFC match, we're going to go with uh, Team KO. Mm -hmm. Where's the O coming from? Yusuf. Ah, O is silent. The O is silent. You don't get too many silent O's. Yeah, so, uh, and that's probably a thing that happens to you a lot, Asha, right? Where people uh, pronounce the O? No, everybody gets it right perfectly. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Never happened once. I just say yes. I didn't detect any sarcasm there. (laughs) <laughs> that, well see now 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 i'm making uh having a thought here when we said is it louisville or louisville she's like yeah that's fine <laughs> she's just so used she's yeah. so used to people being saying, polite oh, yeah, yeah. Right. there's a silent o in louisville too so. exactly um any, just gonna be team triviality today uh yeah that's fine I, I suppose i mean i don't know what else we would be we'd be like uh nadal's calves or something but <laughs> not not gonna happen yeah i'm not gonna say that over and over so on that note are you guys ready to play the game i'm ready yeah, let's uh, hold on. I got to open the door here for the uh, the rules guy. Hold on. Mm-hmm. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Okay, he just left. That's right. pretty good reading today. That yeah, was. It was pretty close to the last time. It's amazing how he does that. Every <laughs> single time. All right, you guys ready for question one? Let's do it. All right, question one. 39 years after his band was nominated for Best New Artist, he won Album of the Year with a completely new project. 39 years after? Correct. You guys locked in? I, I think we're locked in. I like that I like that answer because he would have won it for... Um, I know, yeah. That, right? I would think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah we're locked in. All right, so these guys are locked in. Um, Asha, I'm trying to think of like an old-timey band and then maybe a, a solo project or... Yeah. Could it be one of the Beatles? Yeah, possibly. That's, that's what I was thinking... Uh, I think Ringo Starr got a later start, but I don't think there was enough time differential for the other guys. George Harrison? No, I think I think there wasn't enough time. 39 years? Maybe Ringo Starr. I'm good with that. You guys locking in with Ringo Starr? Yeah. All right. Uh, Neil, once he's done taking selfies over there, uh, <laughs> what did you guys come up with? Uh, this was Jeff, but I just agreed with him, so I'll let Jeff take it. Um, yeah, I had an immediate thought and apparently neil liked it so much that we just locked in uh we didn't think it out after that um so i know um carlos santana released a braxis quite a long time ago and i think uh smooth did quite well for him with rob thomas a joint venture he did uh 39 years i'm not quite sure on the time frame but that made enough sense to us so we locked that in does with sound carlos santana pretty right a lot of those things are true uh but what if i said that the 
win in 2009 was with Alison Krauss. Does that help anyone? No. No? no? <laughs> so it's Robert Plant. Who oh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. We had that at Starbucks. We had that album of the acoustic stuff. <laughs> it was flying off the shelves. Oh, that's right. Next okay. to a CeeLo Green Christmas, if yeah. I recall. <laughs> Big seller. <laughs> Big seller. All right. So no points on question one. Uh, let's move on to question two. In the classic board game, guess who? How many people are there to choose from? Yeah, I was thinking it's been a long time since I've played it because, you know, I'm a grown up. <laughs> right. Um, well, we have it in studio. I so. was thinking like maybe 21 or 28. All right. Let's say uh, we'll lock in with 28. Okay. So next to me, Neil is flipping guess who tiles in his head <laughs> like he's playing the harp in midair. It's pretty great. <laughs> well, when I used to play, when I when the game would be over, I would always do them, you know, like like an order and i think that i was thinking it was five a row i could be wrong i think there's more wide more wide how deep do you think it is i was trying to think about when they're flipped over how how deep that would be do you think four rows let's say it's three or four rows of of uh you said eight yeah okay i could see that what's that i don't know if it's wide enough that'd be 32 okay 32 what do you feel better about 32 or 20 i think 20 is too low okay well, let's go. Let's go thirty-two then. But I have no idea. That's all right. We're gonna lock in with thirty-two. All right, you locked in with thirty-two. And Ken and Asha, what did you say? We did say twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Uh, both a little too high. It's actually six rows of four, which comes into twenty-four. Mm, okay. Oh, I was thinking it was seven. I did four rows of seven. It was a game that was definitely like it's raining out. We can't go outside for recess, and then they would you guess who basically so we had the, the number of rows deep correct we were just too wide yeah it makes sense now now when you're saying that i can i can imagine it as four you're still playing it with your hands i am yeah in the studio. I, I, every time i do it with my hands i feel like uh danny devito and batman returns with his penguin hands <laughs> right. and i guess there's no better time to announce this than right now we're releasing a special triviality guess who with yeah. uh, the four of us yeah it, it pro- probably games probably won't take that long does he have a beard yeah <laughs> <laughs> Does he wear glasses? <laughs> Got him. Right. It should just be us with different uh, different disguises. Yeah, I'll actually work on that. Let's let's get that. Yeah. Let's get that going. Uh, it could be one of the prizes for our 150th review. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, guys ready for question three? Yes, please. All right. Whose adventures on TV take place on the fictional island of Sodor? It's not Jack Donaghy, although he may have made a visit. Any ideas from anyone? Seems like... Not really. I mean, got Alec Baldwin. That's about as far as I've gotten. <laughs> Island of Sodor. Alec Baldwin. And the question is, whose adventures? Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea, Asha? I have no idea. <laughs> well, this is a good start for me. So. I was thinking <laughs> about just uh, guessing MacGyver. Are you cool with that? I am good with that. All right. Trying to think. New Adventures of Old Christine. <laughs> yeah, that's why I thought of that. And then I thought of. She's on the fictional island. That's right. I, I thought of that and I thought of Gullah Gullah Island um, when he said Island. I don't oh, know wow. That from the. Like, yeah. the Gilligan's <laughs> was my first. Mm-hmm. Jack Donaghy on Gilligan's Island would be pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, Sodor sounds like a. It's got to be animated and it's got to be kind of like, I don't know, fantasy. And I just, I can't think of anything. We're going to go with. Uh, Magnum P.I. Okay. Um, so along with uh, Alec Baldwin, uh, two of the other people to play this role would be George Carlin and Ringo Starr. Oh, man. They were conductors on Thomas the Tank Engine. That's right. Yeah. Alec Baldwin was a conductor. Yeah, he, he was. sure was. Yeah. 
I should have known that. Mark's going to be mad. His kid is obsessed with Thomas. I thought you were getting close when you said like Gullah Island and then Rin Tin Tin. And... I was thinking animated and I, I forgot that yeah, he did play the conductor. All right. Well, in order to get some points on the board, I'm actually going to move our question five up because I think you guys are going to get this one. <laughs> uh, this one comes from Catherine Lewis. Uh, so thank you, Catherine. If you have a question five you'd like us to read, just send it to trivialitypodcast at gmail.com. And it, we'll might, re- it might end up as a question four, though. Just yeah. for the record. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Catherine. If everyone gets the first three <laughs> wrong, we may move it up to question four. All right. So the question. Who is the only actor to appear on AFI's list of top 100 heroes and on the list of top 100 villains for the same character? Uh, note the list was created in 2003. We're locked in. Yeah. I think, uh, are you okay to lock in with Arnold Schwarzenegger? I am perfectly okay with that. Great. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, for uh, the Terminator and T-800, I'm going to go with Arnold Schwarzenegger. The answer is Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right. We got one. <laughs> We're finally on the board. Woohoo! WWE <laughs> Hall of Famer Arnold Schwarzenegger. Feels good to Who's, be on the board. Who is your daddy and what does he do? By the way, I uh, when I... That's a wrong role, but okay. Well, yeah, when I was directing uh, Kids Theater in uh, the South Loop of Chicago... Um, I had kindergartners, and there was like 50 of them. And the first day that I had them uh, running through exercises or something, I lined them up just to see if it would work, like kindergarten cop. And I was like, who is your daddy, and what does he do? And then the one girl just kind of like looked at me and like picked her nose, and she's like, daddy? And then, so it didn't work. It wasn't as good as the movie, so. <laughs> and you were arrested shortly after. <laughs> yes, yeah. All right, moving on to question five, uh, which was written by me, not anybody who sent it in. So blame me when no one gets this right. Uh, Brett Favre started off his tenure with the Packers on the right foot, making his first completion to this future Hall of Famer who would never catch another pass from Favre. You a football fan? Uh, No. I casually watch the NFL, but not enough to... There's no team in Kentucky. You a Titans fan, probably? No. You're not really a fan of anybody. (laughs) You know, when the teams around you are the Titans and the Bengals and... Yeah. The Colts haven't been good since oh, yeah. Peyton left. So. Yeah. We don't talk about the Colts on this podcast. <laughs> 2006 was... I don't know. You're good. talking about the Bears. They missed their flight. And yeah. then <laughs> the game they, was just, canceled. they suited up the Colts. It was a, all of them wore Bears jerseys. And mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a fix. You they know, just had a scrimmage. Yeah. Oh, I might have been wearing a Colts, Colts sweatshirt that night. Mm-hmm. Rex Grossman is our quarterback. It's a really bad lovey. That was more of a Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All this to avoid the question. Uh, Favre was with the team for a while. Well, right. He was the Falcons, and then he went to the Packers. Right. And then he was on the Packers for a while, much like Rodgers was, kind of like an understudy. So he probably came in as a replacement, end of a game, end of a season or whatever. And then that receiver probably left the team either due to injury or went to another team. Right. Yeah, I'm thinking he either left the team or um, or I guess it could have been his last season. I just can't think of any like really famous Packer receivers. From the early 90s? Yeah. <laughs> was Eddie George with the team at that time? Uh, no, no. He was on the Titans. Was he on the Titans? Yeah, because he's my favorite running back from Ohio State. Yeah, the Ohio State. The Ohio State. Because it doesn't have to be a receiver necessarily. Okay, we're going to go with Shannon Sharp. Okay, going with Shannon Sharp. And uh, I'm going to say uh, Daniel Day-Lewis took the field. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> In his greatest role yet. Um, no, Throw unfor- the ball to me. It's uh, a Y formation. 
So this is going to be a little shout out to Jason because this is definitely a douchey trick question. Uh, his first pass was batted up in the air and he caught it, completing it to himself. Mm. Uh, he threw the pass and he was the receiver. And he's a future Hall oh, of Famer. Oh, holy cow. I knew that too. <laughs> oh, boy. Brett Favre. I have heard that. Tricking us again. <laughs> You know what? I should have gotten one of those copper arm things, and I maybe I would have had the right mind frame to answer that question that he advertises. <laughs> you are wearing the right jeans. That's that's the key. Is the, yeah, is the the ra- Wranglers is that? Is that Wait, with the Wranglers and then the copper elbow thing and wrist thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all the other problems with old age that he's having now. Yeah. All right. Moving on to question six. While it's well known that Indiana Jones was afraid of snakes, what was his dad afraid of? Being a father. I was saying, he's a man, so it's probably being a father or a commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all know who his dad is. Sean Connery. What? Spoilers. So, so we know he's not afraid of your mother, Trebek. It's not dogs. It's too bad, because um, my friends, including Neil, watched it a couple of weeks ago. So Neil's just... I know, I'm trying to go through the movie. Blanking and here. It's killing me. Do you have any idea, Jeff? No, I don't really remember these okay. movies. I've only seen them the one time through. Okay, so now I have to go solo on this one in theaters now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the movie opens with River Phoenix <laughs> oh, in a tomb. Okay. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so in the first uh, film, the role that eventually went to uh, John Reese davies was supposed to go to Danny DeVito. <laughs> so I would just oh. imagine Frank looking down into the snake pit going, Asps! That's a very different movie. <laughs> I can't. I'm literally going through this whole movie right now, and I, I love how this question is going to get me. Um, I don't think we have time for the full 95 minute run. But. No, I don't. <clears throat> I'm trying to go through every scene, but let's just go with flying. It's wrong, but okay. Locking yeah. in with flying. My initial impression was also a fear of flying. Are you okay with that, Asha? Or you have a better idea? Um, I had written down spiders and flying so i'm good with flying i just feel like it's kind of cinematic to you know maybe they end up in a plane at some point he's like oh i hate this Uh, did you just change your lock-in yeah i I won't take the points but we'll we'll still go with flying i figured it out (laughs) was it something someone said that jogged it or it was yeah it was asha said spiders and i was like oh i forgot about creatures and it's rats i believe but we're locked in with flying (laughs) okay uh the answer is rats. Yeah, that's okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, rats. I wasn't thinking no of points. creatures, and I should have been, because I was like, oh, it's the opposite of Indy, but then I was like, oh, no, it's it's also a nope. creature. Indy doesn't like snakes. He didn't like rats. Because when he takes Elsa down into the tomb and all the rats are swimming and they're all mechanical rats, he's like, oh, my dad would have hated this. He hates rats. <laughs> there, you should, if you would have just got to that part of the movie, you would have had it. I know. I skipped over it. Just needed another 84 minutes. <laughs> Moving on to question seven. Um, in the Oscar Wilde novel, The Picture of Dorian Gray, what Disney-ish nickname does Sylvia refer to Dorian as? I don't know, but that's that's a good. I think that's a good guess. I haven't read this. I've seen the adaptations, but and the and the ish would make sense in this case. Yeah, let's go. We're locked in with uh, with a guess. All right. Um, do you have any initial thoughts on this? I, I have a thought, but Is I want to hear what you think. Is he being sarcastic? I was just writing down Disney characters, so maybe. I don't know. Let's go with Goofy. <laughs> There's an odd coincidence about aging and Peter Pan and Dorian Gray in that neither one of them does. Um, oh. But I think Peter Pan was maybe written after Dorian Gray. The coincidence is too good. I think we should go Peter Pan. 
You okay with that? I I am good with that. All right. Locked in with Peter Pan. Uh, Team Triviality, what do you guys say? Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today in this thing called Triviality. We went with Prince. With Prince Pr- Charming? Prince, yeah. Or Prince Charming, sure. What are you going with? You just said Charming, so. Prince Charming. Okay. So the answer is Prince Charming. I well, I don't know. We locked in you with Prince. You wrote down Prince. Uh, I cannot in good faith give you points for that. I hadn't finished writing it because I thought Neil and I were on the same page, oh, but that's, that's fine. That's what happens. Oh, you were going to put Charming? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know it's, that. I figured it's sarcastic. Oh, I see. Well, that's okay. We already <laughs> we lost on two, ten, uh, 20 points there, last oh, two questions. Right. Well, then, let's get a score update. What? It's uh, 10 uh, to 10. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we haven't recorded in a long time. Yeah. Where I haven't written questions in a while. I was saving up all my hard ones for this game. Sorry, Asha. <laughs> so, I'm telling you, you should have asked last week's questions. Yeah. If I would have just asked them again, I think everybody would have done really well. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, moving on to question eight. Astana is the capital of which very nice Central Asian country? We're locked in. Oh. <laughs> yeah, dumb dumb. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> uh, so... Um... It's uh, Borat. Yeah. All right, we're going to go with Kazakhstan. Okay, locked in with Kazakhstan. And we agree, Kazakhstan. The answer is Kazakhstan. <laughs> His sister is the number one prostitute there. Yes, in all of Kazakhstan. And it should be noted that Kazakhstan is not as it is portrayed in Borat <laughs> whatsoever. I love how when that movie came out, I just remember everyone was going, very nice, yeah. like for a long time, for like two years. Let's, let's do one for the road, too. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> that question is not hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's hard. Not. <laughs> yes. Moving on to question nine. Cream de menthe, cream de coco, and fresh cream are the standard ingredients in this cocktail. The alternative name, the orthoptera bomb. So I'm mildly embarrassed that that's the one that I know the answer to. <laughs> Is there, what's chocolate cream and mint? I don't know. Oh. Delicious. I don't drink. All right. Locked, Locked in. in? Yeah. All right. I've never had one, but I think it's a grasshopper. All right, locking in with grasshopper. What did you guys say? Uh, we went with thin mint. All right, and the answer is grasshopper. All right. um, Back gra- on the board. <laughs> Grasshoppers are the suborder of uh, in the suborder of Arthoptera. Mm, okay. And the final question in round one. In 1946, Louis Beard invented this clothing item that has graced some of the best-selling Sports Illustrated issues ever. I think so. Yeah, I think we're in. Are you good with going with bikini, Asha? That's what I wrote down. All right, great. All We're right. going to go with bikini. We're going to go with bikini as well. Both are correct. It's bikini. Way to end on a strong note. At they least. famously named the Bikini Islands after that article of clothing. Don't believe that's true. Jeff looks like he's going to die right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and going into the swing round, the scores are Team Triviality 30 and Team KO with 40. All right, you guys ready for the swing round? Yes, please. Let's do it. All right. The name of this game is No New Stuff, Just Taking Care of Business. Um, so I'm going to give you 10 bands that have released albums in the last three to four years um, that you probably don't know released albums in the next three to four years, and you'll have to match them up with the album. All right. And the bands are going to be Good Charlotte, Smashing Pumpkins, Weezer, Green Day, DMX, Backstreet Boys, Madonna, Alice Cooper, The Rolling Stones, and Bon Jovi. Okay. All right, so you got your list of bands. So the first album is going to be Blue and Lonesome. Album two, Paranormal. Album three, Youth and Revolt. Album four, Revolution Radio. Album five, Oceania. 
album six, Pacific Daydream. Album seven, This House is Not for Sale. Album eight, In a World Like This. Album nine, Redemption of the Beast. And album 10, Rebel Heart. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The Nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So both teams are locked in. Um, so let's start with Good Charlotte. Team KO, what did you say? Um, we went with uh, Pacific Daydream, which was kind of just one that was left over after we did our reasoning. So Okay, triviality. We, uh, we said Blue and Lonesome. All right. And the answer is Youth in Revolt. Number two, Smashing Pumpkins, Team KO, what did you say? This one I was pretty sure was Oceania. Okay, Triviality? We just went with Paranormal. And it's Oceania. Number three, Weezer, Team KO. So we said um, Youth in Revolt on this one. All right, and Triviality? We went, uh, uh, due to the fact that they're on the West Coast, we went Pacific Daydream. And it's Pacific Daydream. All right, and number four was Green Day. Team KO, what did you say? Uh, pretty sure this one was Revolution Radio. All right, and Triviality? We uh, we know we missed this one because we said Youth and Revolt. <laughs> and it's Revolution Radio. It looks like we both got tied up in the same spots a little bit. <laughs> All right, number five, DMX. Team but, KO. <laughs> sorry. I did well, Asha and I uh, were talking, and we decided that the only person on the list that would uh, refer to oneself as a beast would probably be DMX, so we won't. Redemption of the Beast. All right, triviality. Uh, we we did the same. Yep, Redemption of the Beast. Since no one on the list is from Iron Maiden, so mm -hmm. I wanted to see that album live, but he did not show up to the local bar that he was playing. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, oh yes, yes. What about his because uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? Uh, he did. He probably would have played that live too. So. All right, uh, number six, Backstreet Boys, uh, Team KO. So Asha and I um, discussed, and uh, I think we came to the consensus that the Backstreet Boys weren't um, too creative with their naming conventions. So we went with Backstreet Boys on, or with uh, in a world like this for Backstreet Boys. Triviality? We also went with Backstreet Boys. In a world like this. That is correct. In Thank you. We're, we're really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. We can only handle one answer. Yeah, I'm sorry. I will make you name two things next time. It is, it is too much. 
All right. Number seven, Madonna, Team KO. Um, we went with Rebel Heart. Okay. Triviality? Uh, we, we felt the same. We thought maybe Madonna was trying to relive her youth with a little bit of a rebel heart. Yep. And the answer is rebel heart. That was a good guess. Because <laughs> she's a rebel. <laughs> because she's a rebel, obviously. <laughs> All right. Number eight, uh, Alice Cooper, Team KO. Uh, with Redemption of the Beast uh, taken out of contention, the only other answer that's kind of spooky is uh, Paranormal, so we went with that. All right. Triviality? We, uh, we know this is incorrect. We went with Revolution Radio. And it is Paranormal. Man, that was the, that was an easy one. We it was just we thought it was too easy. Mm, I gotta you know. throw some easy ones. This is a hard I know. category. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, question nine. Rolling Stones, Team KO. Uh, the only blues band or you know blues influence band on the list. We went with Blue and Lonesome. Mm-hmm. Team Triviality. And uh, we said this house is not for sale. The answer is Blue and Lonesome. Team KO, killing it actually right now. Uh, number ten, Bon Jovi, Team KO. Uh, as famous, as made famous by playing in the gym all the time when I'm there. Just the worst song I've ever heard probably in my whole life. This house is not for sale for Bon Jovi. Team Triviality. We incorrectly guessed Oceania. And the answer is this house is not for sale. Uh, Boy, it's bad. Let's, let's play a quick, <laughs> uh, quick clip of that. Let's not and say we did. It might uh, violate copyright. It'll definitely get taken down on YouTube now. <laughs> so. All of his New Jersey goons are going to come after us. Every time we post this thing on YouTube, it gets taken down as a copyright violation and then gets put back up after they actually review it. Yeah, I keep just sending the exact same letter. (laughs) I go, we are a podcast. We are not spam. Despite the fact that uh, we have zero views on any of those videos. So kind of surprised they're flagged for copyright violation. Let's get us up to 20, guys. Why don't you kind of give us a couple clicks there on the YouTube channel? Yeah, just put it on the background. You don't have to listen. That's what I do. (laughs) All right, so... (laughs) So 40 points for Team KO on the swing round and just 20 for Triviality. And heading into round two, Team KO's got a pretty sizable lead now at 80 to 50. So you guys got some work to do. Yeah, we're not, we're not playing too well today. We're <laughs> a little out of it. That's okay. Well, maybe we could change that around in round two. You guys ready to get going? Let's do it. All right. Question one in round two. Who is the Greek counterpart to the Roman god Faunus? Asha, you got any, any ideas over there? I have zero idea. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, so Jeff and I were silently talking about uh, could it be you know could it be in the order of animal nests being a female possibly and and we have come to a consensus that we don't think is right but it's a it's a good guess. So um, faunus immediately brings me to the word fawn, um, and that is you know human torso with. Uh, some goat legs. Does that sound right? Who's who's Danny DeVito in Hercules? I do not know. The D the D ones are jumping out to me, so I wrote down like Dionysus and like Demeter. Uh, let's go with Dionysus. I am good with that. Dionysus was it? Yeah. Okay. And team triviality. Uh, we uh, we weren't sure, so we we went with Artemis. Okay. So Faunus was the nature god. Uh, that's where fauna comes from. Um, and you were right. It is the goat the half-goat god, and his name is Pan. Ah, see, uh, I was thinking about that, too, due to um, Pan's labyrinth, but I never mm-hmm. remembered Pan being used in Greek mythology. But yep, He was the god of the wild and shepherds and flocks. Makes perfect sense. Though. I say because uh, flora is usually for plants and fauna for animals, mm-hmm. generally. That was definitely in my head, but uh, didn't articulate it. All right, so no points there. Moving on to question two. 
What is the name of the outer layer of the sun, which definitely makes it easier to find your beach? What's the clever clue there, Jeff? <laughs> Stupid. Don't call it clever. Oh, duh. It's Coronasphere. Okay, we're locked in with... After you've told me... Anna. Coronasphere. <laughs> I actually wrote on my page, uh, Coronas. Are you good with that, Nasha? I'm good with that. All right, and you guys are both right. So, Coronasphere. I wasn't sure if you guys would know that without the, the beer clue, so I thought I'd throw that in there for you. <laughs> Moving on to question three. How many personality types are there according to the Myers-Briggs type indicator? <laughs> We're locked in. STP, uh, ICP. Yeah, you're an ICP, NWO. I'm an IPA. Uh-huh. All right, uh, Nasha, are you are you familiar with this um, category? I mean, I know there's like four, com- you know, you're either an introvert or a extrovert, judging or perceiving. There's four letters and there's, you know, you're either one or two letters. There's more than eight. So it's any combination of those four letters? Yes. Neil, are you familiar with this at all? This is the thing that uh, Captain Kirk passed, right? <laughs> I think so. The Kobayashi Maru. I, <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. You can take this test online or something? Yeah. Maybe I'll have to do it. I'm going to guess you're an extrovert. I think everybody is just an X somewhere on the fear and love scale. Mm-hmm. What about the loathing? <laughs> I think it's more than, it has to be more than 16. It might be like 32. Okay. We'll go with 32. Neil and I had originally locked in with kind of a, a gut response I had to this. Um, redoing the math, I think I might be wrong, but obviously we locked in, so I guess we'll keep it. All right. And what did you guys lock in with? We said 16. All right. And Team KO? We went 32. I think oh. it's 20, though. And the answer is 16. Ooh. Oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you'd be like either an ES, uh, ETEJ, or an I, you know, it goes that way. There's... Um, the eight different types and yeah right so 16 all right moving on to question four the so um justify just won the triple crown uh on sunday um but we're going to talk about a different kind of triple crown the over under on fewest home runs for a triple crown winner in baseball is set at 10 are you taking the over or the under so it's a 50 50 on this one so right, we're in 50 50 guests do mm-hmm. you want to choose do you know yeah, no, I wrote American Pharaoh on my paper because I thought that's what he was going to ask. <laughs> the last Triple Crown winner? Yeah. Hey, I'm from Kentucky. I know them all. <laughs> so there you go. I was thinking he might go a different way with Justified, but... Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to go JT, but... Mm, I, think, I think Under. Uh, that's good. I'm good with Under. We're locked in. Okay. Uh, we went with Under as well. Okay. So the Triple Crown is... Um, to win the Triple Crown, you have to lead the league in batting average, RBIs, and home runs. Um, usually you would think that that would be a lot of home runs, but in 1878, uh, a man named Paul Hines won the Triple Crown with just eight home runs, or actually, I'm sorry, four home runs, even less. Um, not a lot of home runs in that season, so the answer is under. Points for both teams. I think I understand the question, but I just luckily we went with under. <laughs> yeah, a question that you don't understand, you still get right, you got to feel good about that one. All right. Question five, uh, listener submitted question. Uh, this one is from Jason Heaton, who's ah. actually a recent Patreon subscriber. So thank yes. you, Jason. Was Jason, Jason was the one who wrote uh, those character bios for us, right? Oh, that were really good. Those yeah. were really, Jason, thank you so much. We we're rolling on the floor laughing with yes. those. Uh, we don't know if we'll release them. You can give us permission, but they're, they're pretty <laughs> insane. But some of them have a lot of truth to them. So great job. <laughs> More than you, uh, you might think. Yes. So Jason writes, 
What Big Ten college football team holds the record for the most losses in college football history? I'm fine with that. I was thinking it, it had to have been one of the bigger schools because they were around the longest, like either OSU or Michigan or um, not. I, I don't think it's Iowa. I mean, they don't like to lose in wrestling, but yeah, I, been the strongest they program. like to lose. <laughs> they never lose in wrestling. Iowa wrestlers are amazing. I don't know. I'm fine with your answer. Okay. All right. We're, we're good. We're good. Asha, what do you think? Um, I was thinking maybe Northwestern because I don't feel like they're that great of a football school. And most of those other guys are pretty regularly in the top 25. Go with it. I trust you. You guys locking in with Northwestern? Yep. We are. All right. Team Triviality. There are definitely worse teams in the Big Ten, um, like Maryland and Rutgers. Um, I don't but know they how... haven't been in the Big Ten that long. I had them written down also. Right. I don't know if this question is necessarily for how long they've been in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Is it's it, not, yeah, it's it's not, not big... specifically Big Ten losses. It's overall losses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as far as schools that have been around a long time, and they've had decent programs and non-decent programs, um, Neil and I said Michigan. It was the one we both wrote down first. Mm-hmm. Michigan has been around a long time. Um, actually, so Northwestern is second oh. at 658 losses. Um, Indiana with the most losses ah. at 665. All those chairs being thrown because of the losses. <laughs> Even though it's basketball, but that's Yeah, fine. we know. Okay. It's good enough for a reference there. Bobby Knight. <laughs> All right, so no points awarded there. Moving on to question six, and I think this is a little bit more in your guys' wheelhouse. Everyone's favorite Oscar-winning movie, Crash, stars two actors who would go on to play the same character, but in separate movies. Name both of these actors. Not seen Crash, so I'll be very little assistance here. I'm just trying to go through the movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm going through everyone who's in it. This movie sucks, by the way. (laughs) Most people, yeah, agree that it's probably one of the worst Oscar-winning movies of all time. I'm going to be of no help. We're going to lock in. Okay. So I wonder if Ludacris' character in Fast and the Furious was at some point played by another character from Crash. But would they have recast him? Yeah, maybe. Any chance Val Kilmer and Ben Affleck were in Crash? Uh, no. <laughs> that would be very helpful. <laughs> Let's just go Ludacris and Tyrese Gibson. I don't know. That sounds good. All right. Locking in with Ludacris and Tyrese Gibson. Team Triviality, what did you say? It's Michael Pena. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went with Ludacris. Okay. And I really enjoyed you guys struggling with this while you sip out of your Iron Man mug. Because um, both these characters played uh, War Machine in the Iron Man movies. It's Don yeah. Cheadle and Terrence Howard. Howard. Oh, right. Yep. forgot about Terrence Howard. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember that either of those guys were in that movie. I, yeah. Well, I watched Iron Man 1 recently, and I hadn't seen it before. And I was like, wait, that guy's War Machine. And it really confused me because they just replaced him. Uh, I didn't yeah. really mention No, but it. I mean in Crash. I didn't remember oh, yeah. that either of those guys were in Crash. Yeah. I couldn't come up with one person besides Sandra Bullock that was actually in that movie when you asked the question. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Moving on to question seven. The CD and the 32X were add-ons for what popular video game system? What system was cartridge-based that had an add-on for a disc, like a CD? I don't think there were any that had an add-on for a CD. Um, And then 32 times, was that memory or speed or? I was thinking something like that, yeah. It's not uh, Dream, what is it? Not Dream Weaver. It's like a dream, Dreamcast. Dreamcast. She's a bitch. I think Dreamweaver is a uh, like a Photoshop program. Yeah, I think it's websites or something. Mm, yeah, I remember a lot of long nights with my Dreamweaver uh, system getting me through the night. Yeah, I remember there being like others with add-ons. I mean, 64 had a bunch of add-on stuff where you could add memory or you could. 
Um, I mean, it, it did have add-ons. Yeah, I mean, the controllers had add-ons and a bunch of other crap. So, do you want to go with that? That's fine. Okay. So I was thinking maybe the original Nintendo system. Maybe that was the names for like the power glove or the the little gun attachment stuff like that. What do you think? Yeah, that's one of the ones I had. I just started writing down some of the older ones like Atari, Nintendo, Sega. So I don't really have a good feel on that. So Nintendo works for me. Yeah, let's say the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay. Locked in with Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, Triviality, what would you guys say? We just went with N64. Okay. Well, the correct answer was said. It's actually the Sega Genesis. Yeah. I I should have said that. I thought that's what it was, and I just thought it was wrong. Yeah. So, like, you would put the 32X into the cartridge slot on top of the Sega, and then you would hook the CD to the side, and you would play these games that required, like, $200 worth of add-ons. And then they came out with the Saturn four months later, and... uh, bankrupt the company obs- oh sega saturn i remember that yeah. it was all obsolete yep and that's why people aren't playing their sega systems anymore moving on question eight the roadrunner is the state bird of what state me me thank you someone had to mm-hmm. mm. i feel like that's what i feel like okay all right i wrote down three answers and jeff circled one so we're gonna go with that i too wrote down three answers uh arizona new mexico texas which one of those do you like i'm definitely i just wrote down arizona i'm kind of leaning new mexico for some reason i could be convinced of that Uh. (laughs) (laughs) all right let's go new mexico all right locked in with new mexico yeah we wrote down arizona new mexico nevada and we went with new mexico and the answer is new mexico good job guys (laughs) awesome All right. Question nine. In a standard bell curve, what percent of the data falls within two standard deviations of either side of the mean? I just heard gibberish, so I'm Mm going to sit here and let Jeff... What percent? Yeah. And I'll give you uh, 3% on either side wiggle room. I mean, it looks right, what you drew. You made a lot of drawings on the back there. I'm a very visual person. Can you picture it? I had drawn one, and I was thinking it could be maybe... Like on either side, it's going to be maybe like 30%, 33%. I'm not sure. All right. So 66? Sure. I don't know. Yeah. This is hard. <laughs> uh, let's go 66. All right. Point Lock- six. Locked in with 666. Got it. Okay. Um, I thought it was a bit higher. I said 90, but I can't remember why. Okay. Um, so within the 3% wiggle room, you guys just missed it. It's actually 95%. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I thought it was high. 68% falls within one standard deviation, and within two would be 95% wow. of all data. Uh... And it goes out from the center, not the other way around, but mm, that's yeah. fine. But uh, that was a nice bell curve you drew. Jeff, Thank you. So. And mercilessly, mercifully, whatever that it is, we're moving on to the final question of this round. In the classic nursery rhyme, the farmer and the dell, the farmer takes the wife, the wife takes the child. What does the child take? The life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nurse, oh, I'm not very good with nursery rhymes. How are you, Jeff? No? <laughs> None of us have children. Also, I was never a child, so. Yeah, <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> I, went, I went right from three to adulthood. Yeah, he had a beard and they said, well, he's an adult. Um, the send, far- send it to the bank. The farmer and the Dell? Mm-hmm. Hmm. No, farmer and Adele is oh. what it is. 
Oh, the far, okay. So, <laughs> so one, yeah, of my, so one of my hello. favorite matchups. Hello, hello. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, the farmer, the farmer and Adele. That would be a wonderful reality show if she just like hung out on a farm and it was called The Farmer and Adele. Do you think I could have some more milk? <laughs> it would be like a way less pretentious. What, what was the one that uh, the, Paris Hilton the did? Simple Life. Yeah. Oh, the, oh my God. <laughs> that's where she was cooking bacon on an iron. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that show. Nicole Richie, yeah. And Adele. I, I guess that's all I have in my head now. The Farmer and Adele. And it's what did the child have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the farmer, the farmer takes the wife. The wife takes the child. And then what does the child take? A fatal dose of hemlock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> sure. So in this algorithm, the uh, the items are getting smaller. The the entities are getting smaller. So maybe the child takes a cat or a dog. From what I vaguely remember, I was thinking it was a dog, and then the dog takes the cat, the cat takes the mouse, and the cheese stands alone. Um, so there is a dog. I was thinking dog, okay. yeah. If you think there is a dog, I'm good <laughs> with it. Okay, going with dog? Uh, jokingly, I felt maybe she was dragging this along to slaughter. We said pig. Okay. Well, there's no pig, but there is a dog, uh, but you have to go up a couple rungs from dog. Uh, the cow takes the dog. The bull takes the cow. The nurse takes the bowl and the child takes the nurse. There is a nurse involved. Like a human nurse? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Wow, that song's a lot longer than I remember it. <laughs> it, it takes a while for the cheese to stand alone. I don't know a lot of non-human nurses. <laughs> well, it just make everything's getting smaller and then all of a sudden the child takes an adult. <laughs> Unless it's a kid nurse. Maybe it's Doogie Hauser. <laughs> a female Doogie Hauser. That's it. That's obviously what it is. <laughs> so it's Neil Patrick Harris is the answer, right? That's yeah. what we're, okay. And uh, nobody had that, so zero points there. All right, so going to the final, we have a close game. Uh, Team KO with 110, Team Triviality with 90. Um, You guys ready for your final categories? Yes, please. Yeah. Category one, where do I know you from? Category two, does Bo know trivia? Category three, wait, who's coming to dinner? Category four, what are we looking for? And category five. Where did he go to school? All right. All the wagers are locked in. You guys ready for the questions? Mm-hmm. Question one, and where do I know you from? This character was originally introduced in a season four episode of Perfect Strangers before moving on to star in his own show. It's a crime he didn't get to appear in more episodes. Question two, in does Bo know trivia? While Bo may know baseball, football, and various other sports, what is the one thing in the original ad that Bo doesn't know, told by a famous musician? In Wait, Who's Coming to Dinner? The 1967 classic Guess Who's Coming to Dinner was nominated for 10 Academy Awards. How many did it actually win? In What Are We Looking For? What were Jason and the Argonauts searching for? If I were an Argonaut, I would probably would have suggested starting at Old Navy. In where did he go to school? Which college has the most presidents among its alumni, and probably the most Simpson writers? All right, you may discuss. They are out of the room. All right, I know the character. So he said it would be criminal. It's criminal? Yeah, it's Carl Winslow from Family Matters. He was a cop. I think Sidney Poitier won, so it's at least one. bet you it's just one, then. I, I, don't, I don't really know that, but... I'm not sure either. But I do believe that he won for that. So I, I don't have any other like good good way to reason that one out. So that's that's my best re- you know reasoning yeah. to make it interesting. Okay, so guess who's coming to dinner? Sidney Poitier, 
Catherine Hepburn, Spencer Tracy. That was when Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn, another long line of movies that they did. The writer, I think, got an Oscar. So I'm going to count that as one. I don't think it did win picture. And if it got nominated for 10, if it didn't win picture and director, I don't think it won director. 67, that would have been like a graduate area. So I think Catherine Hepburn won for that because she was old. And then she won for On Golden Pond. She won four. I would say it's either two or if director won, it'd be three. I, th- I feel like if the direct, I don't think the director won because I can't even name the director off the top of my head. Oh, fair enough. I, I know Catherine Hepburn. I think she won for that movie. I know the writer won because of the race relations in the movie. Or at least it would make sense to me. I, I, that's what my gut's telling me. So you're going with two or three. Two, two or three. Sidney Poitier won an honorary Oscar. He never, he won for Lilies in the Field too. Okay, we're good. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, uh, both teams are locked in uh, with their answers, so let's start with question one. Uh, Team KO, you wager 20. Um, who is that character? Carl Winslow from Family Matters. All right, Team Triviality, uh, you wagered 15. Uh, we said the same thing. We kind of backed into it because Jeff was saying CSI, but then... You know, putting it in the 90s, uh, he said family members matters. And uh, we thought Carl that was Winslow. right. Carl yeah. Winslow. And the answer is Carl Winslow. Points for both you guys. Did we do that? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Question two. Um, it looks like uh, no wager here from KO, uh, Team Triviality, wagering 15. Um, so what doesn't Bo know? Uh, so yeah, we, we had no idea. We just, you know, figured musician, uh, blues with like BB King, kind of all the B's, the alliteration. So we said Bo doesn't know blues. Okay. Team KO. Yeah. I actually like that answer better now, but we said the cello. You're right that he doesn't know blues, but he was told by legendary blues musician, Bo Diddley, that Bo don't know Diddley. Oh, yeah, oh. that's funny. <laughs> You'd had to be there. I think. <laughs> no, that's good though. So we're kind of on the right track, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. We're somewhere. All right. In question three uh, about who, guess who's coming to dinner, uh, Team KO, you wagered 20. Um, how many awards did they win? Um, we felt that uh, it was just Sidney Poitier up there, and we went with one. All right. Triviality? Uh, we, we knew that Sidney Poitier only won for Lilies in the Field, and he won an honorary Oscar. Uh, yeah. So I know he didn't win for this movie. We said two, but it could be three. So we said two, though. All right. So the answer is two. It's uh, Catherine Hepburn and Best Original Screenplay. Uh, best picture that year was In the Heat of the Night. Yeah, that's right. Oh, also Poitier. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well good, done, Good year for him, right? Yeah. Good job, Neil. Uh, question four. Um, so Team KO wagering 20, Team Triviality with 15. Uh, Team KO, what were Jason and the Argonauts looking for? Uh, I said uh, that uh, Old Navy is best known for fleece. So I said, I don't know, the, the golden fleece or the gold fleece, that sounds like something I've heard before. So I went with the golden fleece. Okay. Team Triviality? Uh, I immediately wrote down... Uh, Golden Fleece because of Harry Hamlin and the uh, the movie by Ray Harryhausen. Uh, I believe they're looking for the Golden Fleece. The answer is the Golden Fleece. So good job to both teams. All right, in the final question, uh, Team KO wagering zero, uh, triviality with 15, going 15 down the board there. And I should say it seems like this is what the game is on the line for mm-hmm. here. I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Team KO, uh, what college did most presidents go to? With uh, zero points on the line, we said Yale. Uh, there's two that I can think of that went to Yale, both Bushes. A lot of the Harvard writers, including Conan O'Brien, and quite a few of our presidents went to Harvard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the answer is Harvard. Uh, Harvard had seven, and Yale was second with five. All right, after tabulating those scores in a nail-biter, uh, Team Triviality winning by the Oakland Five, it's 135 to 130. I am the cream, yeah. The cream of the crop. Good wagering. Good job, guys. I, I figured we we're gonna. That was a hard game. Yeah, that was very hard. I think uh, it's swung on the uh, Catherine Hepburn and best best screenplay. You you were really close to going three there, weren't you? Yeah, I just, I, it, I figured Spencer Tracy would have won, but um, I had more confidence that Catherine Hepburn won over Spencer Tracy. So, all right. Uh, good job. You finally pulled that movie knowledge out of. Finally, yeah. Where, where you needed to. Missing the Spielberg question. Yeah. Yeah. I like to ask hard Spielberg questions because when you get them wrong, you get really upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Any final words from Asha over there? How how did you enjoy the game today? Uh, I enjoyed it. Next time, let's have some easier questions for me. Though. <laughs> I'll work on that. That would be great. We'll, we'll come back and beat them next time. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks right. for being a good teammate. Thanks, Asha. All right, so once again, wanted to thank our guest, Asha, for joining us today. And for Ken, Neil, and Jeff, my name is Matt, and that was Triviality. Scared to death of him.